Or you can do better than that. And if you can shout, come on, 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 come on. This is a young, vibrant church. You can give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes wherever you are. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his grace that is sufficient for you, his strength. That is made perfect even in the times of your weakness. Thank him for this year. The fact that the Lord has been good unto you. He has protected you in your going, your coming. The hand of the Lord has been with you. There were times you were not well. But Jehovah Rapha touched you and healed you of your infirmity. Just bless his holy name. 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 Give him praise. Give him praise. Some of you, your semester is over. It's the Lord that looked after you through the entire semester. Just exhort his name. Just exhort his name. I am in a mood for gratitude this morning. I don't know about you. Anytime I'm getting to the end of the year, I get into a mood of gratitude because I don't take for granted what the Lord has done. I keep telling you that even the fact that you sleep and you wake up is not a guarantee. The Bible says he gives his beloved sleep. There are people who are looking for sleep and they can't find it. The fact that in your going out and your coming in, you are safe. We hear of accidents all the time. We hear of people being diagnosed with terminal diseases all the time. But we are walking in health, we are walking in strength, and it is the doing of the Lord. Just, just cast your mind back to the entire year. There were times you were down. There were times things were not going well for you. But the Lord came through for you. There were times things were not good at home. There was turbulence at home. Those of you who are in ministry, there were times that ministry was turbulent. Who just want to lift up your voice and give God glory, give him praise. Give God glory, give him praise. Bless his holy name. 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 I want to see the same intensity with which you bind demons. I want to see the same fervency in prayer when we are showing gratitude unto God. It is not happy people that are grateful people. It is grateful people who are happy. Because when you are grateful, God gives you a reason to be more grateful. He gives you more opportunities to be grateful. Just lift up your voice and give him praise. Give him glory. Remember that time that you had just met a dead end. You didn't see the way forward. But the Lord came through for you. Just bless his holy name. On Friday at the fire service, I taught you a song. I want us to sing it right now. song after the singing once or twice you catch it
your hands together for the Lord. Appreciate the Lord. Oh, this clap is for all that God has done for you throughout the year. Looks like this church, you want to be back to clap every day. Eh? Hallelujah. All right, you, if you don't want to clap, you, you take your seat. You take your seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. We bless God for today. How many of you are excited to be in church? Yeah, that's great. So last week, we are still in the um, series on the supernatural. And um, last week, I began a teaching on angels, angels, the ministry of angels. Midweek, I think I, I took some time to teach you on the prophetic ministry, the prophetic ministry. How many of you, of you are here on Wednesday? Yes, on the prophetic ministry. I distinguish between the New Testament prophet and the Old Testament prophet and I showed you uh, telltale signs of a questionable prophet. I gave you a few. Who, who can remember some of the, the, the things I said? The, the signs of a questionable prophet. Is there a microphone anywhere? Signs of a questionable prophet. Yes. One of the most important signs is that he virtually has no word base. Virtually no word base. Yeah. Yeah. Shen comes. Ah, no word. Yes. Uh-huh. One other sign is also that they draw men to themselves. They draw men to themselves. Yeah. And I use the scripture in Acts chapter 8 where the Bible said Simon the sorcerer said of himself that he was a great one. So when they come and sit there and they all stand there and they are just extolling their virtues. They come and say, Bra, me boow, me They pray for you and they say, May we. These are signs. When we talk about signs and wonders, the word signs, it comes from the Greek word simeon. And it's the same word for signage or a signboard. A signboard points you to something, it points you to a place. So signs and wonders are actually supposed to point us to Christ. Hallelujah. Not to ourselves. Amen. Yes. What are the other signs that I gave? Yes, Miriam. They charge money to. They minister. charge money to, to 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 minister to people. Yes, bring money and then <laughs> consultation fee and things like that. And I mentioned that when Jesus commissioned his people, he told them heal the sick, raise the dead, do everything. And he knew that times like this will come, so he quickly added, "Freely have ye received, and freely shall ye give." So those are signs of a questionable prophet. Yes. And I said I was using the word prophet there uh, to represent man of God, all right? Not necessarily the one who prays in the office of a prophet. Yes, quite He is manipulative and domineering. Yeah, it's manipulative and domineering. Such people, they'll go here, tell this person, they'll tell this person that sometimes they even find ways of getting information from people to use it to come and prophesy. So they say, hey, this guy, Charlie. Who are you? They'll find you know that nowadays people do things. Let's say I've invited somebody to come and preach at a program. They will actually come around, start interacting with people, like days before, interact with people, get information from people. So when they come and come and stand there, they are giving very accurate information about people. And say, hey, Charlie, the guys are anointed. So people are using all sorts of manipulative means. And then I talked about charismatic witchcraft. Witchcraft manipulation is one of the manifestations of witchcraft. Having a domineering spirit is one of the manifestations of witchcraft, where people use their gift. 
So there are some people, families that are under bondage, not under satanic bondage, but under bondage of men of God. They can't be free to take their own decisions. You are made to believe that this traveling there are traveling. If you don't come for me to pray over your passport, something is going to happen. And you see, these people, they use fear to hold people in bondage because they don't have anywhere to keep the people in their churches. Because it's the word that is... People come to church to come and graze on the pasture, on the, on the fresh word of God. So if you don't have any word, Charlie, the next thing you can use to keep the people coming is fear. You know? And I talked about the fact that this whole concept of a human being being your covering. I mean, I don't see the scripture. I've not seen the scriptural basis for that. If I see, I'll believe. But when I read Psalm 91, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, not under the shadow of a man of God. Hallelujah. All of us are under the shadow of the Almighty. So I haven't seen, maybe somebody knows some scripture that brings that in. You after service, we are, we are all still learning. Hallelujah. But me having found in this scripture that convinces me that a human being can actually cover you. A human being can pray for covering from you, but the covering is not coming from the human being. Amen. Maybe that person has a stronger relationship with God. So maybe when he speaks, God hears better. So he can pray for the covering from but he or she himself, herself, cannot be the covering for you. We are all under the shadow of the Almighty. Yes. Next. The person that in immorality and yes. plays lightly on sin. Plays lightly on the issue of sin. It's like, oh, it's, a, it's all about gifts. There are a lot of ministers around who are like a Christmas tree. You know the Christmas tree? The Christmas tree, you find gifts on the Christmas tree, but you don't find fruit. Have you seen fruit on the Christmas tree before? So there are a lot of Christmas tree ministers. It's all gifts, 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 gifts. gifts. But you see, people operate under this wrong assumption. You see, when the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance, yes, God will not reach out and take the gift away from you. But every gift comes with a silent clause for maintenance. Everybody say maintenance. If Silver Star, who are the dealers of Mercedes-Benz, they come and dash me. They say, man of God, we are sowing into your life. They come and dash me the, the, the say amen no, so that it will come to pass. Eh? Maybe if it comes, then I'll pass mine to you. <laughs> He said, oh, we are coming to dash you a Mercedes-Benz car. It is a gift. They've given it unto me, right? But I have to maintain it. I have to change the oil. I have to take it for servicing. I have to make sure this thing is still running. If I leave it there and say, oh, they've given it unto me, and they won't take it back. Like we say, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. So God is not going to take the gift back. And I keep driving it, driving it. I don't take it to the mechanics to check it. I don't change the oil. I don't change water. I don't do anything. With time, that gift that has not been taken away from me will grind to a halt. And Silver Star wouldn't have come to take it away from me. But the gift, the thing will not function the way it functioned the day I received it. Are you getting the point I'm making? So those of you in ministry, don't think this thing about I can live anyhow. But still, when I stand the thing, it, 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 it's working. So, oh, we continue to misbehave. In your, sometimes God looks at the people and the hunger and the need in their hearts. And he makes the anointing flow. You see, when you are standing in front of people and you are ministering, you are like a hose, water hose. You are not the source of the thing. You are a channel. So God can decide, that, okay, if God can even use a donkey to speak to a man of God, 
donkey, man of God that has been prophesied. Donkey this time, donkey spoke to him. God can use anybody. When he looks at the hunger of the people, maybe the people who have invited you, they've, they've fasted and prayed. God can look at them and disappoint them. So he just lets the thing flow. So the fact that the anointing is working doesn't mean God is excited with you. God was angry with Moses for striking the rock for water to come. And the water came anyway. God didn't say, I'm angry with you. So, oh, that's what this miracle, I'll let it happen. It'll happen. So we need to be careful. Yes, so that's a very, very important way. Somebody who plays lightly on the subject of sin. Yes. I said they started seeing visions before. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, those who started seeing visions before they became born again. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's questionable because it is when you become born again that you have the Holy Spirit. So if you were seen before you came born again, then what is the source of the seeing? And I told you that that some people, their families, they have spirits of divination there. What do you call it? Uh, fetish spirit. These fetish people, they, they can see you. They can see the prophesy. They'll speak in their corrupt tongues and the small boy will interpret. So they also exhibit <laughs> diverse tongues and interpretation of tongues. You go around the and the guy, you don't understand. But the guy interprets it for you like that. So there are corrupted forms of the gifts of the spirit. So there are people that, and you see some of these divination spirits, they run in families. So they've targeted somebody that you are the next. So if you started seeing before you became born again, then it is questionable. I'm not saying God is sovereign. He can do anything. So I told you that all the things that I've said, they are not absolutes. That, hey, if you see this one on, then it means, you know, that's why I use the word questionable and not necessarily false. Okay? It just means there's something wrong somewhere. All right. So, I talked about that. And then, last week, Sunday, I believe in recap, so that I'm sure that the things I'm laboring to teach you, at least you are getting it. Amen. Don't worry, today's one, I did like the other time. This one is just more, I'll start preaching. Who said amen? <laughs> yes. So, I said certain things about the ministry of angels. I said certain things. Who can remember anything that I said last week? Anything that stands out in your mind about last week's teaching on the ministry of angels. Yes. said they are spirit beings, but sometimes they can take on human form. Yes, they are spirit beings, but sometimes can take on human form. Yes. said they are creatures, so they are not supposed to be worshipped. Yes, they are creatures, so they are not supposed to be worshipped. Yes. Yes, and um, he said that for, um, for every one person, Okay, that one, you didn't understand it well. The point I made was that the Bible says, makes us understand that there were angels in heaven and then one third were convinced by Satan and they are now principalities and powers and stuff like that, all right? The things that we like to bind. So that means for one demon, one principality, one power, if it was one third, that means there are two. Okay, I'm talking about the ratio of um, evil spirits or unclean spirits to angels. And I said it is at least two is to one. Because God can create more. Satan cannot create. And I'm very certain by now God would have created even more. So it's probably one to one hundred thousand or something like that. 
Hallelujah. Yes. So that, that was the point. And I, I made mention of the fact that the Bible says the angels of the Lord encamp around his children, right? And when the Bible uses the word, we use the word encamp. One angel can't encamp. That's, that's not an encampment. That means at least two or more. You understand? Aha. So it means you don't walk alone. Hallelujah. Yes. So that's just a clarification of the point. Great. Next. There's somebody behind. Okay. Uh, ladies first. <laughs> um, we also said that they are spirits, so they have more power than we do, but all we have is authority. So we can exactly. send them to do what we want. Yes. So even though they, 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 they have more abilities than us, one angel can take out 185,000 people. In another verse, 70,000 people were killed by one angel like that. You can't do that. Me, I can't do that. All right? We don't have their abilities. But when it comes to the realm of the spirit, it is not ability or giftings that matter. That's not what matters. It is authority. All right? And the Bible says they have been, they are ministering spirits that have been sent to minister unto the heirs of salvation. That is us. So even though they can do things we can't do, they are supposed to be there for our use. Amen. All right. Yes. What else? <laughs> the ladies the are crossing. <laughs> one of the strongest reasons why we should believe in the ministry of angels because Jesus himself believed in them. Exactly. And he even received ministration from angels. Good. Yes. Moses, or oh, they've said all that you <laughs> wanted to say. They've said it. And you said, you said that angels are very numerous, like a lot of them. And you give us. They are quote, numerous. Yeah, yes, numerous. Yes. From Revelation. 5.11 yes. I spoke about the fact that they were describing just the angels in God's presence around the throne of God and they said they are 10,000 times 10,000 that is like 100 million those are the ones just around God 10,000 times 10,000 not we've not even started talking about the ones that are around us and doing all kinds of other things so they are numerous Alright, and Hebrews they say what well, we have come unto Mount Zion, and it talks about an innumerable company of angels. So every time, most of the time when they talk about angels, they, they use words that it's like we can't count them. There are so many of them. Alright. So that scripture in Hebrews actually tells us that when we gather, angels also come and they are innumerable. Alright. They come to give people things. They come with answers to people's prayers. They come to take people's prayers and to send them up to God. So they are always on assignment. Yes, good. Any other thing anybody learned? Yes, Lena. angel of the Lord, yes. Sometimes believed to be Jesus Christ himself. That's right. Because some scripture showed us that um, sometimes the statements he makes sounds like God himself. That's right. Exactly. Yes. I made, I was giving you categories of angels and I talked about one that the Bible constantly refers to as the angel of the Lord. You know, the, the article was definite. It wasn't like an angel of the Lord, but the angel of the Lord. And I showed you, I think, four or five scriptures that it's like the things that particular angel says. It can't be a creature talking. It, it's, it's like God himself, all right? Most of the time at the beginning of a thing, it sounds like, oh, an angel, angel. But the time you reach the end of the statements they are making, 
they are making statements that can be attributed to divinity. The one that appeared to Abraham when he was going to sacrifice Isaac. I mean, he actually talked about the fact that the sacrifice was to him. We don't sacrifice to angels. We sacrifice to God himself. All right? So that is one category of angels. Yes. One last point. Um, please, I also learned that um, in the Bible, four, um, the names of angels, that were mentioned in the Bible. They were mentioned in the Bible. Yes, there were four. Can you remember the four? Uh, give us the um, filler. Okay. Um, the name angel... Michael, Michael, Gabriel, Gabriel. Lucifer, Abaddon. Abaddon, all right, good. Clap for him. Yes, he was listening well. So four angels were named in the Bible. Good. In fact, clap for yourselves. You see, it's good feedback. I know that you've not been sleeping. Great. All right, so today I'm going to continue. My intention was actually to continue from where I left off. That is, um, I started with the the different types of angels and I talked about the angel of the Lord all right um, my intention was to go on with the others but I wanted certain diagrams that were going to help and technology failed me a bit this morning all right but there are other classes of angels the ones we call the 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 archangels all right we have the the cherubims we have the seraphims I actually wanted diagrams to show you according to biblical description what these look like. Most of the time, when we are thinking of the image of angels in our minds, it's one image we have. Some fine-looking guy glowing with two wings, nice blue eyes, and things like that. But with some of them, the description they give of them in the Bible is not exactly the image that we have in our minds. Amen. All right, because the cherubims, for example, are supposed to have four faces one face like that of a man, eagle, ox, lion. So, can you imagine if that one appears to you? <laughs> uh, you may need some resuscitation, yeah. And their wings, too, it's not like it's just you know, yeah, they have a number of the seraphims have a number of wings and all of that i wanted diagrams and things like that too but we'll do that some other time amen so we'll talk about the sheriff the seraphims we'll talk about the cherubims we'll talk about um even those entities that the bible refers to as the living creatures and all of, they are all angels they are all classes of angels all right and what they do and all of that all right so today i want to zoom into the work of angels right the work of angels what do angels do they are not just there as decorative pieces in heaven meant to be flying around they have specific duties that they perform they have specific duties that they perform all right so i want to go into the work of angels what exactly do angels do The first function of angels is that they sing praise and worship to God. They sing praise and worship to God. Some of these things you know, but if I ask you to give me a scripture to prove it, you scratch your head. So I'll give you scriptures to prove that angels sing praise and worship to God. Psalm 103 verse 20. 103 verse 20. Let's have Psalm 103 verse 20. Psalm 103 verse 20. 
It says, bless the, bless the Lord, ye his angels. So, bless. Somebody was actually arguing. Somebody. Sometimes people manifest what I call spirit of religion. Somebody was arguing. When somebody raised a song and a line in it was, I will bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And the person was arguing that you human being, how can you, for him a blessing is, I am releasing a blessing unto you. That is blessed. So how can a human being bless God? How can a human being bless God? But this one is old time English. See, King James English. Alright? Praising and worshipping is also a way of blessing God. Alright? So bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So here we are told that the angels actually bless the Lord. Same Psalm 148 verse 2. Psalm 148 verse 2. Psalm 148 verse 2. I hope these things that you write, you go back and check them. You go back and read them. It should be such that you should be able to reproduce my sermon anywhere. If you are called upon to preach on angels, you should be able to go and deliver. Easy. Say, praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his angels hosts all his hosts if you look at luke chapter 2 13 to 14 luke 2 13 to 14 luke chapter 2 13 to 14 he said and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising god and saying next next Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. This was when Jesus was born. Angels were praising God, all right? Angels were praising God. So angels have a responsibility of praising God, worshiping and praising God. Now, they talked about heavenly hosts. Now, there are a lot of names that are given to angels in the Bible. The hosts is one of them, all right? There are times too that they are referred to as the sons of God. Sons of God. When we are beginning to drift into the, the negative angels, we'll talk more about the sons of God. All right? Sons of God. They are referred to as sons of God. So there are a lot of words that are used to describe angels. Hosts is one of them. Sons of God. So one of the functions of angels is for them to sing praise and to sing worship unto God. Two. They minister before God. They minister before God. If you read Revelation chapter 5, you realize that there are a lot of things angels do in the presence of God. If you've been to a Catholic church or an Anglican church, there are, they call them altar boys, service, and things like that. They minister at the altar. They prepare the incense and they do all the... Some of those things also occur in the presence of God, the throne room of God. And it is angels. It's not human beings. Who do those things? Let's read Revelation chapter 5. Let's start from verse 1. Revelation chapter 5. From verse 1. It said, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat in the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. Next. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? Next. And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. 
Next. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Next. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. Next. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Next. It's all things that are happening around God. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Next. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials. Vials, they are like containers, full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Next. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and had redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Next. And has made us unto God as kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Give me the same revelation, chapter 8. Give me revelation, chapter 8. Let's start reading from verse 1. I'm just trying to show you some of the things that angels do around God. He said, and when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. This is the only time you hear of silence in heaven. One or 30 minutes. And I saw the seven, sorry, next, next. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Next. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. A, a censer is like, you know, I, I told you about the service. The censer is that thing that they keep the incense in and they move it around and the incense begins to blow. All right. Having a golden censer and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before God. So these are angels that are doing things around the throne of God. All right. And they are supposed to offer the prayers of the saints with incense. In fact, the prayers of the saints is actually incense on its own. When I was teaching on prayer, I told you that a prayer rises up unto God like incense. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Alright? So more or less, it's like the angels take our prayers and literally present it to God. But it's not just presenting it to God that they do. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar. So there's an altar there that is burning, okay? And took and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. So this is what has happened. Prayers have been offered, all right? The angel takes the prayers, which is like incense, offers it unto God, and then takes fire from the altar of God and see what he does. And cast it into the earth. Alright, so sometimes your prayers are directed at certain specific places on earth, certain specific people on earth. Especially in spiritual warfare, you need the prayers to go to a certain place. Something has to happen at a certain place. God has to speak to somebody. God has to give somebody a certain encounter for the person to change or for the person to receive a certain message or something of the sort. And this is what happens. So the angel takes 
the incense, the prayer, mixes it with fire from the altar. And then this is what he does. And he casts it onto the earth. After he has offered it unto God, cast it onto the earth. And when he casts it onto the earth, this is what happens. There were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. All right? So when the prayers reach the earth, these are some of the things. Voices. Paul heard a voice when he was going to persecute the Christians at Damascus. All right? He saw a light. A thundering. Sometimes in your prayers, there are things that must shake in certain places. There are all sorts of demonic gatherings, plans. So the Lord sends thunderings there to scatter the meetings. Amen. Sends lightnings. They hear voice. Scatters the people. So all of these things are part of the ministry of angels. So they are in the presence of God and they are doing these things day and night. So it's not like they are just there and they, they, it's just worship, worship, worship. The worship is there, but they also minister around God. They offer incense. They, they, if, if there is an altar and it has fire, somebody has to light the fire. Somebody has to make sure the fire keeps burning. So these are the things that angels do. So they minister before God. They minister before God. Point number three. Angels perform guard duties. They perform guard duties. So they, they are like guards. Alright? They are like guards. The first time we hear of angels is in performing guard duties. It's in Genesis chapter 3 verse 24. Let's read Genesis chapter 3 verse 24. Genesis 3 24. He said, and he drove out the man. This was after Adam and Eve had misbehaved and God decided that I'm taking you out of the Garden of Eden. And he took them out of the Garden of Eden. And it was important that that tree of life be guarded. You know, there were two trees, mysterious trees in the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. So once man had eaten the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God had to make sure he didn't eat the tree of life. Because if you eat the tree of life, that means in your fallen state, you are going to live forever. And God didn't want that. So what did he do? He drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims, okay? And a flaming sword which turned every away, every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So he sends angels to guard the tree to make sure man doesn't go back. I don't know what has happened to the tree. We hear of the tree of life again in Revelation, okay? And here, God had to guard the tree so that man doesn't go back to go and take of it so that you live forever in your fallen state. That would have been a very interesting situation. So they, they, they perform guard duties. Another example of guard duties for an angel, Revelation 9, 1 to 3. Revelation 9, 1 to 3. Revelation 9, 1 to 3. It said, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven, unto the earth and unto him was given the key of the bottomless pit you see the bottomless pit was a place god kept certain angels when i start talking about fallen angels i'll talk more about these ones you see when it comes to those who belong to satan there are those that are bound right now in chains and there are those that are freely moving around okay 
And when we get there, I'll tell you why some were bound and some were left free. They all sinned, but their sins were not the same. In fact, those that were bound, they are not the ones that were, were thrown from heaven after they tried to rebel. They are a different category altogether. They committed another sin altogether. And we'll go into that when I, when I, when I, when I get there. All right? Bottomless pit. And there arose the smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Next. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Next. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth. Okay, I have out, out, what do you call it? I have overshot. Now, the bottomless pit is there. Some of these entities, some of these angels who misbehaved at a certain point in time in history have been thrown there and have been bound by God. And there are angels who have keys to the bottomless pit. All right, to ensure that these guys don't break out, okay. And there are portions of scripture that actually say that the locations of some of these pits are in certain rivers, one of them being the river Euphrates. We'll go into all of that when I start talking about the fallen angels, all right. But there are angels guarding the spit, these pits, these are bound angels, they, they have been chained and they are waiting for the judgment day. There are others that are free around and are moving around and misbehaving. But there are those that have been bound. And very strong angels are the ones that have the keys to that prison that is keeping them. So angels perform guard duties. They perform guard duties. Angels also guard human beings. All right. As we've read before, the angels of the Lord encamp around them that fear him. And then if you read 2 Kings chapter 6, let's read from 15 to 17. 2 Kings chapter 6, 15 to 17. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host encompassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? This was Elisha and his servant. All right, Elisha was having too much prophetic insight into the plans of the Syrian army. And the people were getting angry that, ah, initially they were like, no, somebody is within the camp releasing filler. They said, no, 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 they have some wild guy be there. Anything we are doing, he's having live transmission of it. They were like, no, let, let's go and take out the guy. So they sent a whole army. In fact, how can you send a whole army to arrest one man? She told you that the man was very powerful. Though. That's why sometimes I say, our prophets of today, they are lightweight prophets. <laughs> If a whole army was sent to arrest one man, professor of today is one macho man grapple can <laughs> take care of anyway. That's just a joke. And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Next. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah, Elisha. Hallelujah. So they guard human beings also. They guard servants of God. Anybody doing the work of God, trust me, Satan wants to disturb your life, whether you like it or not. 
and it is the angels of God that guard us. You see, that is why holiness is very important in the life of a believer. You see, we make it seem like, oh, once you are born again, and because of grace and everything, you can live anyhow. But you see, it is not true. The Bible says, if you break the hedge, the serpent will bite you. As for the hedge, it is there. It is an angelic hedge. It is there. But the Bible says, if you break it, that means it is possible to break it. It is possible to breach the defense that God has placed around you. And the thing that breaks the defense is disobedience. And disobedience is equal to sin. Alright? Disobedience is equal to sin. That is why it's important that we walk in purity. We don't walk in the flesh. We walk in the spirit. Because the, the flesh is like the anchor ground for Satan. If Satan is looking for a landing ground in your life, you look for an element of the flesh. That's like the receptor. Satan is a ligand. So he comes and binds to the receptor. But like that. Then he has access into your life to operate. It is the flesh and sin. That is what gives Satan a foothold in your life. I keep joking with the fact that there are some people, eh, the angels God has given them, eh, they have written letters upon letters for God to change them. Because the things you are making them see, they don't want to see those things. Every day they have to close their eyes. Oh God, why is this guy trying to corrupt me? You see, I say it like a joke, but me, I believe it is true. Because we know of some angels who actually saw certain things on earth and they got attracted. So angels are not beyond falling. In fact, those angels that have been bound, eh, you, I'm giving you what I wanted to say later, those that have been bound are actually those who saw the daughters of men and they desired them and they came down and engaged in sexual immorality with them. They are a special group of angels. They are not part of those who rebelled in heaven and were thrown down. They, they were there and they saw from heaven, hey, these creatures, they are very, very powerful. So they left their estate where they were supposed to be in heaven. They left it and came. You let's read Jude 7, Jude 6. Jude 6. Let's read Jude 6. Jude 6. Jude is only one chapter, so. Uh huh, okay, all right. Is that, and the angels which kept not their first estate, that is their first habitation. Okay, so they were in heaven. But left their own habitation, he had reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Next. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah. So he talked about those who, the angels who left their habitation. Okay. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner. In like manner. That means those angels left their states where they were, their habitation, and they came and did something similar to what 
Sodom and Gomorrah did, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh and set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So that is the category of angels. They were tempted. Okay? So tell somebody, don't, don't tempt your angels. Don't, don't tempt your angels. Don't let them see things. <laughs> don't let them see things they don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. They've written letters and petitioned God. Ah, actually, this guy, they are like, change me, change me. He's corrupting my angelic soul. So they perform guard duties on human beings. Angels serve men. They serve men. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. They serve men. It says, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? That is for you and I. So as I said, they are more power than us, but they are there to serve us. And as I said last week, if you don't know the staff members you have, you cannot deploy them and put them to work. That is why teachings like these are important. So when you pray, you pray for God to release angels to do things. Release angels. God sends angels to, to heal people. So if a family member of yours is sick, I'm just teaching you different ways to pray. Say, God, send your angel. Let him go and minister to the person. Take out that uterus. Replace it. Take out that heart. Perform a transplant. A lot of healings actually involve angels. There have been times I've ministered in places and God had opened people's eyes. There was a time I was going to start ministering. I finished preaching. I was going to start ministering. And God just opened somebody's eyes. Just as I was about to start the ministration. He said the door of the place opened. And men and women, they looked like human beings. Some of them were like doctors, dressed lab coats. Some of them nurses. They just started lining up on the side of the building like that. So as I started speaking, then they started moving amongst the people. Some of them, they took them and put them on an operation table opened and changed their wombs because those wombs will never have carried a baby. People had organs being changed, all sorts of things taking place. So all kinds of deliverance from sicknesses, bloodline issues and bloodline sicknesses were, were happening. So God uses angels to minister to people. The pool of Bethesda he said God sent an angel every year. He'll come and stir the water and whoever steps into the water gets their healing. So angels are, 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 are sent to minister to us. When God wants to bring a blessing or something, he can send an angel. Hey, you, send this blessing unto the person. If God wants to pour a certain grace upon you, he can send an angel to come and pour whatever it is upon you. If it is favor, you come and pour bowl of favor, bowl of excellence, financial blessing. So angels are ministering spirits. God sends them to minister and to serve men, all right? So you must learn to deploy these angels, petition to God. You see, I'm not, I'm not convinced that we can command the angels ourselves. They are sent to us by God. So we can petition God to let the angels do things for us. Amen. Amen. Yes, I've, I've not seen any, any scripture that tells me that we can command the angels ourselves. 
that hey you go and do this, this, this. it is God who sends them for us so it makes sense that you petition God that God send this angel to do this and do this and do that for me amen so these are things that we are allowed to do so now that we know it we can pray some of these prayers amen send God send your angels to protect my family send your angels to do this send your angels to things like that so they are they are there to serve men. They lead sinners to pray to preachers. They can lead sinners to preachers. God can use angels to lead sinners to preachers. An example is in Acts chapter 10, 3 to 5. Let's read Acts chapter 10, 3 to 5. Acts 10, 3 to 5. He said, He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God. So see here, they say an angel of God. They didn't say the angel of God. An angel. So one of the common ones. All right. Coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. Next. And when he looked at him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy arms are come up for a memorial before God. So this one was the angel of the Lord. He would have said, have come up as a memorial before me. Okay? This one is, is one of the common ones. Before God. Next. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Next. He lodged with one Simon Etana, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And we all know the rest of the story is history. Okay? So an angel led a sinner to a preacher. So the same way that an angel can lead a sinner to a preacher, an angel can also direct a preacher to a sinner. Alright? An angel can direct a preacher to a sinner. Let's read Acts chapter 8 verse 26. After Philip had preached in Samaria and that great revival had taken place in Samaria, an angel directed him to a specific person. He said, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Next. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, and a Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Next was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet that's Isaiah he was reading Isaiah and God sent Philip to join his chariot and to preach the gospel to him in fact if you look at the map where he was coming from from from, uh, from um, what do you call it Samaria to where he met this guy was about 100 miles 100 miles, alright? Why would God go through all of that just for one man to be saved? This man had to be saved. In fact, he was the first African. He was the, the, the one who brought the gospel to Africa. Okay? So, this encounter wasn't an ordinary encounter. A whole continent's destiny rested upon it. Ethiopia is in Africa. And this was the first person in Africa to hear the gospel. So God had to go through this whole, what do you call it, of connecting 
the preacher to the man via an angelic ministration because he was the very first African to hear the gospel. So angels direct preachers to sinners. Angels warn of danger. Angels warn of danger. Let's read Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. They warn of danger. It said, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Okay? Let's read the same Matthew chapter 12, 19 to 20. 19 to 20. He shall not strive nor cry. No, no. Matthew chapter 2, not 12. Matthew 2. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Next. Saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead, which sought the young child's life. So this is a clear situation where an angel warned of danger, all right? So angels can be used to warn of danger. And you see, all of these things that I'm telling you, you have to bear in mind the fact that in the first teaching on angels, I told you that angels can take the form of human beings. And in fact, the Bible says many have entertained angels on our ways. So when I'm talking about angels leading preachers to sinners and sinners to preachers and things like that, don't necessarily expect that it will come in a vision form or you see a glowing angel. It could be a human being. Amen. So the warning of danger, God can actually send a human. In fact, I believe we encounter angels more than we think we do. As the Bible said, be wary to do good to people. Relate well to people because many have entertained angels. Many. So we have entertained angels. We have encount- We have had encounters with angels. Just that we were not aware of the fact that it was angels. Alright? So don't have it at the back of your mind that all these things that I'm talking about, you need to see something extraordinary or something supernatural. It can be a normal human being that God will use to do these things to you. To warn of danger. If you're a preacher, somebody will come and tell you that, oh, there's someone in this house. I think the person needs preaching. Maybe the person sees you holding a Bible. Says, oh, I think the person needs preaching. So go, go, go and speak to the person and stuff like that. Sometimes you're walking around and you say, me, I've, I've, I've walked through Kolebu before and somebody came and told me, oh, there's somebody on the ward that he knows and that he wants me to go and pray for the person. This person didn't know me from anywhere. They didn't know I was a preacher or anything. He said, well, he wants me to go and pray for the person. So I was like, okay, so you let's go to the ward. This one, this one, this one, this one I'm talking about, I was, a, I was a student then. I was like, okay, let's go to the ward. So we got to the ward. In fact, it was surgical, surgical too. There was this young girl who had had a typhoid perforation. I mean, her condition was some way and all of that. I entered the ward. The person showed me, oh, this is where the young lady is. And then somebody came to call him. 
out of the world. And he left. Up to now, I've not seen the guy again. And I went and prayed for the, for the young lady. So me, I believe these things happen. Normal human. There was nothing extraordinary about him. I remember he was wearing jeans, trousers, and some Lacoste t-shirt, walking around, not particularly handsome or anything extraordinary about him. So, so, so there is some. So I mean, me I assumed though this is a brother or something. When a young lady recovered, I asked her. I remember the girl's name very well, Estalkine. I asked her. Ah. I said, gentleman, you have some brother who used to come and see you. I said, oh, me, since I came here, it's my mother and my big sister. They're the ones who have been coming to visit me. I, I don't have anybody. I said, her big brother is in the U.S. So, I mean, it, it couldn't be him or anything like that. But I, I told her, a gentleman told me, go and pray for him. Go and pray for him. I got there. Somebody came and called him. So, I don't know whether the one who came to call him to was another one. <laughs> I'm just telling you these things for you to know that these things happen. Amen. As the Bible says, we have entertained angels on our ways. So don't expect these things to be supernatural. It's normal human beings that God is going to use. Amen. So they protect children of God as well. Psalm 34 verse 7. Psalm 91 verse 11. Let's read Psalm 91 verse 11 further evidence of the fact that they protect. He said, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in thy ways. Alright? So he'll give his angels charge over you in your going and your coming. This Christmas, he'll give his angels charge over you. When the demons are looking for blood to drink, your blood will be too hot and too spiritually acidic for them to drink. Hallelujah. Yes, when they approach you, they'll see huge macho angels. And they'll recognize the angel that, hey, you were the one who threw me out from heaven. You gave me some uppercuts. Charlie, let me not try with these guys. If we misbehave with them, our lives will be some way. Since you give his angels charge over you. Daniel chapter 6 verse 22. Sometimes you are in a situation of danger. Things happen. You are expected to die, but you don't die. It's because there are angels that are there working for you. I mean, can you believe Daniel is in a place? He's been put in a den. Lions that have been starved. Lions don't joke with me though. I'm open them because they like meat. And this is Daniel that has been put in a den. Lions that have been starved. They would have torn him apart. So it, was, it wasn't a mere coincidence that they didn't chew him. Something happened in the spirit. He said, my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. I don't know what it is that wants to hurt you, but may the Lord shut the mouth of that thing that wants to devour you. Any devourer that wants to devour things from your life, money, whatever, may the Lord shut the mouth of the devourer that they have not hurt me for as much as before him, innocency was found in me and also before thee, O king. Have I done no hurt? So it, 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 it may have looked like, oh, the lions just, maybe they don't like human. Hey, I'm sure those guys, they've tested them with human meat before and they chewed it. Wow, wow. But this one, they had jaws. They had locked jaw. Automatic locked jaw because there was an angel that was working. And those are the same angels that will work for you. 
Yes, when the devourer wants to harm you, when the devil wants to harm you, the Lord will send his angels to take care of you. They break believers from prison. God sends them to break believers from prison. Examples are in Acts chapter 5, 17 to 28. It was in the case of Peter and John. And then Acts chapter 12, 1 to 10. Apostle was in prison. And the Bible says the saints lifted up prayer. So one of the things that happens when we pray is that God releases angels into the situation. And they lifted up prayer. The angel came and loosed their back. Let's read it quickly. Acts 12, 1 to 10. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 10. He said, now about this time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. So persecution had come. Next. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So one of the apostles was gone. Next. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. So he had killed James. He was like, ah, the people are happy. Charlie, Peter, the loud mouth one. You got up and preached. 3,000 people gave their souls to God. We'll see when you die whether you can preach. To take Peter also, where the days of, sorry, and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Next. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made everybody say prayer was made without season of the church unto God. So they continually offered prayer. The man of God had been caught. More or less like the de facto leader had been caught. They offered unseasoned prayers. Intercession. We pray God releases angels. Next. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell from his hands. Next. And the angel said unto him, Get thyselves and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. So as they prayed and the angel came, he loosed the bands of Peter. Believers are in all kinds of prisons. Prisons of besetting sins. Some people are prisons of poverty. Prisons of sickness. So if the Lord can send an angel to break loose the bands of the man of God who was in the prison of persecution. In the same way, God can send angels to take you out of the prisons you find yourself in. If anybody is in any prison of a besetting sin, any prison of financial difficulty, any prison of limitations, may the Lord send his angels to break you free for you to break loose. Yeah. So angels can do that. They break open prison doors and they catch chains. There have been times in ministrations I've seen angels going around with a sword. In the spirit, people chains on their legs. They're just cutting them, pa, 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 like that. Setting people free from all kinds of addictions and perversions. 
And I pray that if there be anything in your life for which you need release, may the Lord let his angel visit you tonight. They strengthen the children of God. Luke 22, 43. They strengthen the children of God. Luke 22, 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. This was Jesus Christ. When the man was in a difficult situation, he knew he was going to die. Emotionally, he was down. Fear had gripped him and all of those things. The Bible said he sent an angel. He appeared unto him from heaven and strengthened him. And that is what God does sometimes. Sometimes and you are going through some difficult situation and you don't know where the strength just comes from. It's like you, you look back and you're like, how was I able to go through this situation? It's because God sent an angel to strengthen you. Sometimes when you are discouraged. Because the man could see, I, I believe at this point he was discouraged because ah, you, my disciples, you, this trade, you've been praying with me all the time. Today, come and let's go and pray. Come, sir, you are snoring. Come, you are snoring. Come, you are snoring. Sir. Hey, Charlie, am I going to go through this thing alone? He was discouraged. So when you are discouraged, God can send angels. Hallelujah. So when you are praying for somebody who is discouraged, you can pray that, Lord, send your angels, just like he went and encouraged Jesus and he strengthened Jesus. Send your angels to this person to strengthen him and to encourage him. Sometimes you look like, how, how was I able to go through this? How did I surmount this particular hurdle? It is God that sent angels. They are sent in answer to prayer, Daniel chapter 10. So when we pray, God sends the angels to bring. And then the last thing is that they receive departed children of God. When you're a child of God, then you die. Somebody was giving an account of a near-death experience. He's like, the moment you die, what happens is that immediately you begin to float. And when you float, there are two directions you can go. It's like you float and then there is this stop. And then the next direction you go is an indication of where you are going to spend eternity. So you float out of your body. So most of the time, they float out of it so they can see their bodies lying down there the lifeless body like that so you look at the body and then you are waiting for the direction if you start moving upwards thank god <laughs> but if you start sinking downwards and it means ankoye the french is senepakoye <laughs> when you start sinking downwards demons coming for you when you start going upwards, it's angels that are coming for you. May angels come for all of us on that day. May none of us sink down. <laughs> yeah, it will be some way power. All the prayers, all the half nights, all the fasting. At the end of the day, you will sink downwards too. And when you go there, the kind of things they will do to you, the binding that you have bound them, the hey, clapping, when you are clapping the spirit, you have your head in between your and you are slapping, slapping, slapping. Said so the things that you did to us, we too, we go do. Because you see, the torment that is going on in hell right now, it's not the torment from God. Oh. God hasn't judged you, so he can't torment you. Hell, as I always say, is just a temporal prison. The real one is the lake of fire. That one will come after judgment. So the torment those in hell are facing right now, it is the demon. You see, in prison, eh, the older prison, those who have been there for a long time, when the new ones come, they bully them. 
they will take your food, your bed space, everything. You, you will sleep on your feet for like five days when you're also graduating and getting to know the system. So what is going on in hell and all the torments and things? So if I've not seen anybody have a divine revelation and the person has seen, has gone into the lake of fire, most of the time it's hell that they go into. Because the lake of fire, that one, is boiling. They are, they are boiling the fire, still waiting. So you have to make sure heaven there, you will make it. Because when you go there, say, ah, you. Every day, prayer, spiritual warfare, hate this, that's, I bind you. I bind. And the truth is, the Bible says, whatever you shall bind on earth is bound. So it happens. When you bind, it binds you. Ah. So if you make the mistake and you go and show your face there, they will torment you until the lake of fire. When lake of fire comes, challenge. Now, let, all of us, let's go. We, we too. <laughs> Certain. But until then, they will torment you and make your life miserable. Let's look at Luke chapter 16, 22-23 as evidence of the fact that it said, and there appeared an angel. No, sorry. Yeah, Luke 16, 22-23. Luke 16. Luke 16. It said, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. So I think that is enough. So when children of God die, it's angels that come for them. So it's one of the functions of angels. And as I said, once again, may the angels of the Lord come for us on that day. Yeah. And the way things are going, me, I, I think most of our generation will not see death before Jesus comes. Mm. Because right now, I mean, the way things are going, you heard Archbishop's prophecy on Jerusalem. I mean, it's come to pass. Pepepe. It just shows us that we are in time added on. Time added on. In football, when the 90 minutes reaches, the referee can add some extra. That is where we are now. Yeah. So we must be conscious of the fact that at any point in time, the trumpet is going to sound. And in fact, as he said to, it's true. If you are a student of prophecy, you will know that as soon as that temple is rebuilt, we know that, Charlie, this one there, we are there. As soon as the temple is rebuilt, and we are getting into these days. So as Christians, what should we do? Yes, we watch and pray. He that is, thinks he's standing, he should be careful lest he falls. Because that day, there are going to be surprises. Oh. This whole thing about, oh, once you have said the sinner's prayer, automatically you are going to go to heaven. He said, you prophesied in my name. They said, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. Some people say, oh, those things, it wasn't believers. How can an unbeliever cast out a demon? Jesus himself said, Satan cannot cast out Satan. And once Jesus has said it, it means it's true. If those people they were talking about were casting out demons, it means they had the spirit of God. But something happened somewhere. The things that we don't know what it is that happened. But we just have to make sure that thing doesn't happen to us. Hallelujah. So we must watch and pray. Live every day as if it is potentially your last. And that the next minute, Jesus can appear. And the truth is that it, 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 anything can happen at any point in time. This transition between time and eternity, it can take seconds. There are two ways in which you can move into eternity right now. Either Jesus appears now or your life is demanded of you. Yeah, it's good. 
with long life I shall he shall satisfy me and this is everybody's long life is different Jesus long life was 33 and a half years that was long life because when he finished he said it is finished that means he served his purpose premature death is not about the age at which you die it's about whether or not you have fulfilled the reason for which Christ came for which Christ brought you to this earth that is the definition of premature death I pray that each and every one of us will fulfill the reason for which God brought us into this earth shall we stand to our feet So that I pray, I, I feel we need to intercede for sick people, people who are not well. Maybe you don't even know anybody, but still pray. We want to pray that Lord send your ministering angels to these people. If you don't know anybody, just pray that God will send the angels to the people on the wards. That some of them, they really want to go and celebrate Christmas. Too. But the things the doctor is telling them, they may have to stay. Just want to pray that Lord. Just send your ministering angels. If you know anybody in particular who has a particular sickness, who has been who has been diagnosed with a particular thing, I want to pray that Lord send your angels to minister to these people. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lord, send your angels. Send your angels. Send your angels to minister to these people. Send your angels to minister to these people. In the name of Jesus. If you know anybody who is traveling, you want to pray that Lord send your angels. Maybe it's even you yourself. You are vacated. You are going to travel to a far place. I want to pray that Lord give divine protection, divine protection. Give your angels charge over these people. Give your angels charge over these people. Send healing. Send your angels to touch them. Let supernatural surgeries take place. Supernatural transplants. Let them take place.